Memphis, 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 Hi, this is Tom Izzo at Michigan State, and you're listening to Grizz 901. What up, Grizz Nation, and welcome back to another edition of Grizz 901. This is a special edition. I wasn't going to do a podcast today because we do have our normal podcast coming out on Thursday with John Martin of 92.9 ESPN. So make sure you come back for that because I'm going to have a lot of good information out of John, but... John Martin, he's always good. He's bringing some spicy takes. So we got to make sure uh, I crank up the heat meter for him. But with this special edition episode, this is all about John Morant and the performance that he put on last night. And it was a performance. It was a 52-point win. Sorry, 52-point performance at a jaw with a win over the Spurs. And I was just sitting here thinking what I wanted to say and what kept coming back to me is somebody with Grizzlied, I kept seeing their tweets all night long, and it was the uh, mind-blown kind of emoji that kept coming out. So I had to bring him back, and that is Nathan Qualls. What's up, man? What's going on, dude? I, uh, I was pretty incoherent on the, the Twitter app last night. Yeah, it was funny. I was, uh, I was at the game, so I was watching live, trying to tweet, which is a tough thing to do. I, I wouldn't recommend it unless you're Devin Walker of the Grizzlies. He's, he's amazing at it, and I don't know how he does it. Maybe I'm just too old. Uh, but he does a really good job of it. But it is tough. But I kept seeing your tweets, and I thought they were pretty funny. So I want to just get down into it. And this won't be a long episode at all. And it's pretty much just like, what are your thoughts? What are your feelings on it? You know, just give me a little bit about what you think about the performance Ja put on last night. I mean, I individually, and listen, I wasn't, I wasn't alive to really see Jordan and see any of that. Um, I got to see a lot of Kobe and everything. But as far as the first half goes, I think that was the single most impressive half of basketball I've ever witnessed in my life. And I mean, there's, there's not words, there's not words to do it. And you know, you, you hear the act like you've been here before. We've not been here before (laughs) as Grizzlies fans. I mean, John Moran is a singular show, a singular act on his own throughout the NBA, but especially as Grizzlies fans, this is unprecedented. And I mean, last night I was either speechless or yelling so loud. I had to let the neighbors know I was okay. Right. There was no in between. It was either I couldn't say anything at all or I really needed to shut up, but couldn't. And it was I mean, my jaw was on the floor. My brain broke for two minutes after he dunked on Pirtle. I was like, I I could not comprehend a basketball game was still going on for the next two minutes, whatever it was. I think it was two and a half minutes. So, I mean, it was just unbelievable. It's unprecedented in Grizzlies history. And listen, a show like that, the combination of what he's doing at his size, his speed, his IQ. I mean, he's, he's a singular talent, man. We're, we're, we're lucky and blessed. We need to really soak this in. It's unbelievable. Well, the crazy thing about it is, you know, now we're into March, right? This is, it's all going to pick up pretty fast. Like you're going to, you're going to blink and the whole entire regular NBA season is going to be done. 
we're into March Madness. It's craziness surrounding the college basketball. We're gearing up for the playoffs, which whatever happens over this next month is going to be crazy just in itself. But then I like just try to look back at the the game last night. And I don't know if anybody else has realized this. Jaw did put up 52 points. He also put up 30 points in the first the first game uh, when we played them back on uh, December 31st. On January 26th, Jaw put up 41 points. Okay, that's 11 more, right? That, 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 that makes sense. He just put up 52. It's 11 more. It's crazy just to look back at that, but I'm not done. I'm not done. I haven't heard this, and I came across this, and I'm waiting for somebody smarter to come out with this information. Do you know how many points the Grizzlies scored last night? 118. Do you know how many points the Spurs scored last night? 105. If you look back on the first matchup, December 31st, 118-105. If you look back at the the second matchup, which is on the 26th of January, 118-110. Last night's matchup, 118-105. The Grizzlies have have scored 118 points every game against the Spurs this year. John Morant has increased his scoring average 11 points from the first game to the third game. Is that not stupid? That's wild. That really is wild. Like, why is that even <laughs> – Why is how does that work? And And why is nobody noticing this? Maybe I'm the smartest guy in the room today. You are. You're the only person in your room from what I can tell, so that's true. that's just basketball gods at work man I don't know I guess sometimes you just you embrace the matchup I guess that's what they're doing embracing the matchup yeah that's pretty crazy it is and I when I saw that I was just like god there's no way that because I knew they scored 118 the first two times and I I didn't even pay attention to the score of the game last night uh but last night was it was crazy it was a it was a Monday night the place was absolutely shoulder to shoulder packed and i know it was hbcu memphis is very much known for that they celebrate you know our own and so maybe that was the reason it was so packed but the forum was rocking jaw had everybody just mesmerized the whole night and it was one of those games that should not have been as good as it was but because of jaw the place was electric everything he did everybody was watching and in my eyes, I, I watched him and what he was able to do between being so crafty with the ball, knifing through defenders, and just somehow getting up and getting those layups. It, it was something to behold. And I know that if you're not there in person, it's, it's tough to realize that all the time. But man, it was one of those times where I just was sitting back like thankful because it, he is a player that really will be franchise changing for the Grizzlies oh absolutely and with your your Spurs note they actually play them the last game of March as well so maybe we get another trend going last game of February last game of March 52 to 63 118 to we'll say 111 we'll allow for a little error in there should we uh make sure we bet over 117 and a half for the Grizzlies total team score Yes, I don't think I will be legally allowed to here in the state of Utah, but yes, you should. Bet the lead should definitely throw that out there. Bet the lead will be 
Memphis Grizzlies plus 117 and a half. <laughs> Go and put on the line card. 100% on the team total. Uh, but let's get into it. We don't want to be too long, and I want to kind of revisit some of the things that happened last night. But we have a lot of conversation that's built around the dunk and then the halftime shot. For you, which one is either, I don't know if the more impressive is the word or is more satisfying or is just the moment that you love the most? Got to be the dunk, man. It's got to be the dunk. It's just he's, he's like he said last night in the postgame interview, and you saw it all over Twitter, almost Morant. So yeah. He's been almost on Kevin Love, almost on AD, almost, 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 and then he just caught one on poor Pertle. Poor Pertle, man. I, I'm surprised he came back out of the locker room after that, too. <laughs> I mean, that's career-ending stuff, right? Aaron Baines hadn't been the same <laughs> since he dunked on him in Phoenix. Yeah. You might see a drop-off in Pertle. That's, that's demoralizing. That was an emasculating moment. And for Ja, it was just one of those where he, he did it, and everybody in Grizz fandom has been waiting for that for three years now and he yeah. did it. And it, I mean, I, that was the one where I was so excited. I couldn't talk. My yeah. brain just a short fuse. Something didn't click. One of those little lines in my brain was blocked and nothing came out. I was just like, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> and I mean, the shot at the end of the half is like top 10 career plays for anybody else. But yeah. Ja managed to beat it on his own in the same yeah. night. The, yeah, Unbelievable. The, the same half. <laughs> same same two with, minutes. Yeah, I was about to say within the last two <laughs> minutes of each other. Um, yeah, so <laughs> the the moment for me, um, it, it would have had to have been the uh the dunk because it was one of those times where because I was there, it was different feeling than watching on TV. On TV, you get Pete, which Pete Pranica is the best in the business. Let's just put it out there. Everybody should know that. Everybody should it this should be uh, just a an understood thing. Pete, Pete Pranica. Yeah. Pete Pranica is the best. Brevin Knight. I love him. He is so good as well. They are a very, very good duo, but uh, give me Pete, no matter what I, he would be my first draft pick, but uh, now hearing it, it was awesome to see on TV with the, uh, with the local uh, announced team, but being in the building, it was one of those things where you're just like watching and it's crazy. And then all of a sudden out of nowhere, he just goes for it. And you could tell literally half a second before he jumps, the crowd just goes, oh, that, that's all you heard. Oh. And then he hits it. And then the place just exploded. It was like, a, oh, my God. Well, it, 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 it was, was an added shock value. Like, yeah. Besides the fact he's 6'3", 170, dunking on a seven foot right. one dude. It didn't look like that was what was going to happen, right? It looked no. like he might just dribble past whoever was at Bates D off or primo who tried to come out and meet him and he might just go in maybe make a move lay it in yeah and then he just went for it no one saw it coming besides t moran there's yeah. video t moran <laughs> yes. he knew it was coming but and did you see where he jumped from yes he was outside the lane yes that... he had his left foot was barely in the paint but he's from like the <laughs> halfway to the block outside yeah. the paint and it just i mean that's why that's why I did I, I didn't think that he was going up on it. He was so far out when he when he released from his jump that I was thinking there is no possible way he's about to do this. And he just yammed in his face. Um visiting back to the uh 50 point, Ja caught it at the top of the key, and I believe it was Steven Adams on the bottom, and Pertle was down there. 
and Pirtle made the whole, hey, I'm not going to like not stand here, but I'm not going to like get in your way. Like, go ahead. If you want it, just just like nice and easy. You go that way. I'm going to I'm going to stay here. And I, I think that was PTSD. That's bus- that was a business decision. Very- I'm telling you. That's that is career ending stuff. He's going to be Sam Darnold seeing ghosts when guards come at him in the paint. Now I'm telling you, it's. I feel That's, bad. I feel bad. That might be the end of Jakob Pertl's productiveness. <laughs> well, Jakob Pertl, he he's a uh, he's a hero in my books because uh, I had him for over 13 and a half points, and he cleared that for me. Um, so I have to I have to take him for sure. Uh, but it was a moment that was that, that was so cool, so surreal. Uh, I have many more and I'm going to keep talking about it, but I want to ask, is there a moment for you that in the game that you're just thinking like, this is really cool. And now it's not, maybe not getting the love like the dunk and the halftime shot is like, what is it to you? I mean, there's, it's one of those things where we we've become almost desensitized to it because he just does so many things and makes it seem normal that aren't normal. But um, I, I think when, when I sort of was like completely just hands down, I'm just going to sit back and enjoy the game. So I normally take notes during the game for anything they're going to write, put out anything like that. And I just stopped. I'm like, I'm just watching this. I'm just going to soak this in was, I think there were, I think there were two, there was one possession between the jaw dunk. Um, and then Melton got a, got a bucket down at the other end. And then Ja came down, and they tried to double him up in the wing, and he just shot an off-balance three and splashed it. And that was the moment I was like, okay, he's going supernova tonight. We're just going to sit back and watch. To the point where when Steven Adams threw the ball down the court at the end of the half and Ja caught it, before he threw it, I was like, oh, Steve-O, just don't do anything dumb. Don't let him get the ball back down at their end, yada, yada, yada. Yeah. But then as soon as I saw Jaw caught it and like saw him in the air doing this, I was like, he's going to shoot that. And he put it up. I go, that's going to go in. And it was one of those words. It's he could not be stopped. Right. Yeah. And it's, it was special in and of itself. But I mean, long-term you and me have had a little back and forth on this since the last pod in the group text, but I keep saying the Grizz this year, the Grizz can do it this year. Wow. That was a moment I felt like I wasn't being a total Homer and there was something to back it up. Because hmm. when a guy is going off like that, A, you're going to have to send two defenders. right? You have to send yeah. two defenders, and then other guys can eat. Last night, nobody else ate. Like, if yeah. you look at the starting lineup, Adams had a decent game. Wasn't great, wasn't terrible. Everybody else sucked, man. Like, Bain, I think, was three for 11. Yeah. Aaron had six points, five turnovers. You had Melton and Anderson, which was encouraging to see them both have pretty good games. But – Nobody else did anything, and it didn't matter. John was weaving through four spurs mm. <laughs> on certain yeah. possessions, right? Scoring at all three levels. And when you have that, there are no limits to what a team can do. There are zero limits if a guy can do that. And so that was the moment I knew that was the kind of night, and I was like, this is, gonna, this is the most complete we've seen, Ja. Yeah. Play. Yeah, I think it was the most, obviously, complete that we've seen him for sure. There was 18 uh, – starter points outside of jaw which you don't need many if he's already at 52 uh but a big you know and and really it was zaire he was uh, you know he had a goose egg right Mm -hmm. but that's okay like and he didn't play towards the end they they rode melton heavy 
uh, towards the end because he was playing much better and he was playing uh, more athletic against those smaller guards that the Spurs offer. Um, and, and Tyus was taking on his brother, Trey Jones. And so he wanted to make sure he played well and he put in in 13 points, but everybody else was under double, uh, under, you know, in single digits, we'll say. And so, yes, you don't need much and everybody else is going to suffer uh, because of that, but also nobody really forced anything outside of Bain. Like mm-hmm. jaw obviously had 30 attempts. Bain had 11, but Tyus Jones, who played really well, had 13, 13 attempts. He was six of 13. And then D Melton was four of 10. That's okay. Like that's really what you had to have. You got to have a couple more people step up, but for the most part, it was a night where jaw just ate and he was the main guy. And you're going to have that on a big night. So I don't look into that too much. But as long as they're still rebounding, which, you know, most of the players, everybody rebounded well, assists well, uh, nothing crazy is happening. Uh, it, it's a night that you won't forget. Um, and, and looking back at a lot of the moments, and I'm going to kind of go down with them a little bit, is the fact that uh, Job, you know, made that, was it 36 feet, uh, pretty much the logo with that three-pointer, and he splashed it. It was, it was amazing. Um, you had him just knifing through the lane. He took on five spurs at one time. Two of them made a good decision. The other three just got, you know, just pretty much blown by. Uh, it, it was, it was amazing. Uh, there was also moments where, uh, jaw, I think he acted like a bird. He was doing the whole flying thing. I don't know. Do you know what that even means? Oh yeah. That's bombs away. Okay. Why? Bombs away plus a, a word that I don't think we're not doing a family friendly podcast. Okay, okay, okay. <laughs> Tell me later. I, I had I, we saw it. Everybody was asking. I'm like, I have no clue. Well, I have no clue what happened. Um, we also had a uh, Dejounte Murray throw the ball at the referee, which was funny. Um, he was trying to explain himself. He's like, "You just didn't catch it," is what he said. He goes, "I threw the ball and you didn't catch it." And now you're throwing me out of the game. It was the funniest thing because they were right in, right near us, and you could hear their their conversation because it was kind of quiet. Everybody was asking, like, what happened? What happened? I'm like, well, you threw the ball at him. You threw him out of the game. Yeah. Uh, you can't throw a short hop at a referee, man. <laughs> this isn't this isn't infield drills. You can't do that. It, it was funny. Um, but there was a lot of moments in that game. Uh, but the one that sticks out to me, and I wanted to share this because I had a perfect viewpoint of it, and I haven't seen it on much media. I haven't seen it out there on video it's just because it, it probably won't because, you know, why? Why would it be out there? Uh, but it was the pass from Steven Adams. You see Steven Adams. It's the great throw, which was A+. Plus. Um, I think the reason I chose the dunk over the, the halftime shot was because Steven Adams made that work as well. Like the jaw mm-hmm. part was amazing as well. But Steven Adams was half of it, why it was so good. Um, but what a lot of people didn't see, and he was not far from me. He was, we were near the baseline. He threw it. And when he threw it, Ja caught it, and he pretty much put his hands up into the touchdown, you know, the, the universal touchdown signal. And he put his hands up. Ja made it. Everybody was going crazy. Steven Adams didn't move. He stood there with the absolute biggest grin on his face while all the Spurs walked right past him. He was still standing out of bounds, his hands up, just stuck. I don't think he could move. And that's why you saw 
when all of a sudden they were jumping on jaw, everybody looked down and jaw started walking to the other end because Steven Adams had not moved at that point. He was still standing in that spot. And I would literally, I had my phone out. I'm trying to like video or, or take a picture of it. And I was just like cuss words, every cuss word. Cause I couldn't get it out fast enough. And it was the funniest thing because he was, he was literally a kid just having fun. And mm-hmm. that's, and that I know that's the team chemistry but that was a moment that i won't forget is a a big dude very large human just being being fun and and having fun and 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 really just enjoying the moment because that was one of the coolest probably the coolest thing he'll he'll do for a long time if ever oh yeah and that speaks volumes to what the team does as a whole right the the entire team mobbing them after that shot after he got the 50 um, and then in, in the, in the post game, when they get done with their, their post game interviews and everything, and they all get together and take a group photo and they're all mobbing them. That just, that's this team. Cause it wouldn't have mattered what happened. If that's Conchar when he got his 17 yeah. rebounds, or if it's DB going off in the playoffs last year or Jaron Adams, it doesn't matter. This team loves playing basketball together, which is rare. It's yeah. so rare to see that at this level. And just, I think, and I think a huge part of it is everybody just sitting in awe mm-hmm. at John Morant. Yeah. I mean, it's like, it's like, they're all just like, we just all get to be on the same team as this guy. And he empowers all of us to go out and do what we do best. I mean, special, 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 special team, man. Super special. Well, you can honestly, I think uh, D Melt said it uh, last time. He was saying that it was it was so fun just to watch him because he was legit doing whatever he wanted to. And if you're saying another NBA player on your team is just saying, I was watching in awe because of what was happening and that he could do whatever he wanted to. Um, I know it was a special night and I know it was great. And that's why we wanted to kind of go back over it. But it's one of those things that, I I'm, I know we'll see again, but it won't ever be as special as the first. Um, and I think, you know, me being there, I know it won't be as special ever again because that was a special moment uh, to sing it live. But just in general, in the Grizz fan base, I think it was one of the coolest moments. And, um, and I, I just thought we wanted to share those because I think sharing from a fan viewpoint, let's leave out the numbers, right? There's no numbers to whatever happened besides 118. That's a number. 11 points more. <laughs> That's a number. Good math. Yeah, very good math. I used my toes on that one. Nice. Um, but it was it was the fact that, man, it was just, it was so cool, so surreal. And it, it, this is what makes being a Grizzlies fan so much fun. And I often look back at the memories of being in the pyramid, sitting high up in the pyramid because I was a broke young kid. Um. And then you get to where you have the grit grind area, which was cool. And they were great, but they were never like this. They were not on the first first thing that comes off of ESPN, get up, first take. He's the first thing. It's cool. So, I don't know. It's one of those things I just had to share. And I thought, uh, bringing you on with your mind-blown emoji, why not? Yep, that's me, man. Listen, Grizz basketball, you hear him say all the time, bunch of hoopers. Grizz basketball ant for the nerds, man. <laughs> That's gonna be. I'm gonna make that a new article. Grizz ant for the nerds. We ain't for the nerds. Uh, I feel like we got a bunch of nerds on the team in a sense. 
but they're in all a different, different kind of nerd. They just goofy. Yeah, they are goofy. Jaron Jackson Jr. <laughs> is goofy. Uh, but that's all we got. Me and uh, we're, we'll definitely hammer out something that's on the the tongue of of Sir Nathan because I know he's wanting to talk about the Grizzlies and how much they're going to be a contender. I'm not ready yet. I'm not ready because, and this is not to dampen the mood, they still have a lot of flaws. They have a lot of holes. And the playoff game is going to slow down. It's going to be much different. But but after last night, it was something we I knew we had to talk about. But we're going to get into it. Stay tuned. We're going to get closer to the end of the season. And then we'll start discussing what needs to happen for this team. And are they a real contender? And we, we know your answer. We know we, you don't have to tell us. We know your answer. I'm not going to be bitter about it. I'm going to do that. You've seen the Rick uh, Chappelle show, Rick James, Jeff, where he's just, come on in, come on in. That's going to be me when, when they get there. Everybody's welcome on, on board. Going to be no pettiness. Just everybody come in. No pettiness. We're, we're straight petty here in Memphis. But all right, well, that's all we have. We're going to get out of here. I know we said we'd be short. I don't even know how long we went at this point. Probably way too long. Uh, but it's been a fun, fun time. Make sure you stay tuned for the next episode that comes out Thursday. And don't miss the articles that are coming out from Nathan and Chris. They're popping these out, and they are really good. So go check them out. You can always go find them on our link tree at Grizz underscore lead. Uh, You can always find me and Nathan on there. I'm at Daniel Greer. He is at Mem Grizz Homer. Yeah, that guy, Mem Grizz Homer, that, that dude. He thinks they're going to the the, the finals, just so you are aware. I, I, I wish, I wish, but I'm not going to put my money behind it. Dreams come true, Daniel. Dreams come true. That's all we got. Have a great week. Stay tuned for Thursday. Be nice and tell your friends. <laughs>